You may be seated. As we prepare to confess our sins this morning, I'd like us to consider the book of Jonah. Uh, most of you are familiar with the book of Jonah because you know about Jonah being swallowed by a whale. Um, although it doesn't say it was a whale, it just says it was a great fish, or depending on your translation, a, a sea monster. Uh, regardless, the main message of Jonah is about God's eagerness to forgive sin. And that eagerness is contrasted with Jonah, who would be happy if the Ninevites were just wiped off the map. This is how the book opens up. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Now notice, evil has come up before the Lord, and he sends Jonah to pronounce judgment. As a prophet, Jonah should have responded, Yes, sir, and made a beeline for Nineveh. Instead, this is what we read, continuing verse 3. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Jonah goes in the exact opposite direction that God sent him. And notice that twice we're told he was trying to flee from the presence of the Lord. He was trying to get away from an omnipresent God. Now, obviously, when Jonah's small group was going through the attributes of God, he missed a chapter that talked about the omnipresence of God, or he would have known how foolish it was to try and flee from the presence of God. Regardless, how does the Lord respond to Jonah's rebellion? But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Long story short, all the people on board ship wanted to know who was responsible for the storm. They cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah, so they threw Jonah into the water. And then we read in verse 17, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Jesus referred to this incident in Matthew 12, 38 and following. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered Jesus, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil, adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the hearts of the earth. God is so eager to provide forgiveness that he will even bring about a death and resurrection if that is necessary in order to achieve it. In Jonah 2.2, we read that while Jonah was in the belly of the fish, he cried out to the Lord. Now, what's interesting is people wonder, did Jonah actually die? Uh, if you've seen the Sunday school lessons, Jonah was in the whale and he had a little fire going. He's roasting, you know, marshmallows in the fire in the belly of the whale. 
Um, I don't think that's what was happening. As a matter of fact, I know that's not what was happening. Uh, it appears that he actually died because we're told that he cried out to the Lord in his distress and God answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried and you heard my voice. Jonah is not only crying out from the belly of the whale, he is crying out from Sheol, which is the place of the dead. He goes on to say, and this is his prayer, the waters closed over me to take my life. The deep surrounding me, weeds were wrapped about my head at the root of the mountains. I went down to the land of those whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought me up, or excuse me, you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. So his life was brought up, not from the fish, but from the pit. Be that it was as may. We're told that the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah up on dry land. Chapter 3, the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Go to Nineveh. This time he said, I think I better obey. Jonah went, pronounced judgment upon the great city. And what happens? From the king all the way down even to the animals, Everybody repented in dust and ashes. There was a national revival. The dream of every itinerant evangelist took place when this message went forth. I should say almost every itinerant evangelist. Jonah was not happy about this great revival and God relenting of the judgment he was going to bring. We read in chapter 4, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew, think about this, I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. In other words, Jonah is saying, I knew it. These wicked, evil rebels, when they genuinely ask you for forgiveness, what do you do? You forgive them. I knew it. I knew it. You're just full of grace and mercy and kindness to sinners. So you forgave them. I knew it. He's upset. He's actually disgusted with God because God is so merciful. Isn't, isn't that something? We have to wonder, will, will Jonah ever realize what we read in James 2, 3, that mercy triumphs over judgment? Would he, would he ever learn that lesson? The book ends with us wondering because we're never told directly whether or not he learned his lesson. Uh, in the last chapter, we're told that a plant grew up. It was hot and God appointed a plant to grow up and it provided Jonah with wonderful shade and he loved the plant. And, and then God appointed a worm and the worm ate the plant and the plant withered and 
Jonah experienced the scorching heat and and he said, I am ready to die. And the Lord said, you pitied the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city? in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle. Jonah, shouldn't I at least have mercy on the children and the animals? And the book ends right there, closes. We're, We're not told. But I'm guessing because Jonah wrote this book that he he did finally learn his lesson a little later that mercy does indeed triumph over judgment. And, and God is right to be a gracious, merciful, and forgiving God towards those who ask for forgiveness. This is the application that Jesus had from Jonah, continuing from what we let, read earlier in Matthew twelve forty one, The men of Nineveh, will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Jesus said to the generation of his day, Jonah, when he preached, they all repented. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, namely the Son of God, the Messiah. But most of them would not repent. But Jesus was saying, but if you will repent, even as the Ninevites did, God is merciful and he will forgive. This reminds us of our need to confess our sins. So let's do so now silently, remembering that our God is indeed gracious, merciful, forgiving, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love.